Okay, so it's April 1st and uh, we have just completed our winter retreat and uh, very, uh, and so very special time to, for us to have three months of, of, uh, of retreat time where we can step back from um, you know, various duties and and, uh, and focus on the uh, formal, more formal aspects of our practice and the teachings and the training. And, uh, you know, it's a very, I felt anyway, it's a very fruitful time for myself, but I think for others here. And uh, today we, I mean, yesterday was a was a kind of open day. We had uh, uh, went off to the coast and had a. Um, picnic and walk on the out on the on the headlands. Kind of very pleasant day. Today um, we began uh, began a project to um, tear down kutis that uh, there's two kutis, uh, for those who are no familiar with, with the place, the Black Rock kutis, there's two of them there. And uh, the upper Black Rock was the very first kuti that was built in 1996. And, uh, and then the lower Black Rock kuti was built in 1996 as well because they built it to uh, receive me. Uh, when I came, I arrived New, New Year's Eve uh, uh, going into 1997. And so it was finished, I don't know, a few days before I got here. And so there was a big push to get have a place for me to stay. So they're replacing these old, I mean, these kutis we, uh, we built uh, with the idea that, you know, they would last for maybe four or five years and, and we'd be able, able to get real kutis after that. And they just sort of threw them up with mostly uh, second-hand materials and scrounged in, in different places uh, um, to uh, you know find old windows, old doors, and we didn't have any we didn't have any money, <laughs> so uh, did the uh, did the best we could. They uh, 
the log cabin, that one. Of course, that's torn down now um, and replaced. But when that was that was built, that was that was the. In the end, they tallied it up of what what it uh, what it cost us, and it was six hundred dollars. So. <laughs> and it's the so it's lasted twenty five years. So that's a, but. And also, you know, you have the wind whistling through them as well. <laughs> they're, they're... So that, uh, that I remember that first year, um, and Ajahn Amar and I had talked about it, where, where we... Because he's from, he's from England, I'm from Canada, Coming to California, you don't need heaters. It's California. <laughs> so that was one year. Second year, second year we all had heaters. Uh, it was was not a uh, not a comfortable not a comfortable winter that first winter. So. So that's the, yeah, so we had, everybody was out helping, knocking down, the, tearing apart the, the, uh, uh, the kutis, two of them, and so those two black rock kutis were two, two, uh, kind of two gangs of, uh, for each kuti, and some of the people were working on the kuti, uh, Tearing, tearing out the. the I mean, today we got as far as the uh, ripping out the the kind of baseboards and the windows and the doors and the walls and the flooring and everything. I got all that out, and then of course, but then it has to all be carried down down the hill and taken to the and brought it down to the the area where the women's bathhouse is and put them in put it in the truck to we carted off to the we've got a big dumpster uh, that we rented <coughs> up at the workshop so we'll be filling that up with these old materials and I don't think we're able to salvage that much of these these kutis. They're, they're pretty pretty old and and uh, decrepit and the wood was 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 all, all pretty pretty bad when we started. But we'll save what we can. So it's like a, 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 an era uh, passing, and uh, we'll be able to build new kutis. So then there's the other kutis that we haven't started yet: eight by eight and the ten by ten. Those will be those will be replaced this year as well. So. But we haven't started on that. We started on the black rock. 
So we'll see how long that takes. But it's a great project for, say, post-winter retreat. Um, throw some energy into into uh, destruction. <laughs> it's always fun to break things. Uh, so it has sort of uh, yeah, yeah legalized destruction. It's, it's kind of a good good focus for energy. So that's our our end of end of retreat project. But it's also uh, uh, important that we. Uh, transition in terms of practice and that our, our practice is carried through. And of course it's, you know, after retreat it's going to, you know, the form of the practice will, uh, will, 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 uh, will change a bit, will shift a bit. It just, it has to. Uh, and, and that's really important to see the the practice and the training as something that we uh, that that grows and shifts and changes with the circumstances that adapts to the the time and place and because if we think your practice is just one thing um, and it has to be this way. Uh, it's, it's, that's very difficult to to maintain and to sustain. Um, but it's it's just so important to understand what are the what are the fundamental principles to practice, so that we 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 can adapt and, and carry the practice into the, um, you know, both on the, say, on the cushion, on our walking meditation paths, on our, on our, um, uh, yeah, our hiking back and forth to our cabins or going back and forth are engaging with each other, um, our uh, various duties and responsibilities that we have. How how do we how do we maintain the practice so that it, it there's a continuity? This is something that Ajahn Chah put a just tremendous amount of emphasis on in his teaching. Um, and what is what Ajahn Chah would call patibadha, uh, sort of the continuity of practice. Um, so it's a, from a word in the Pali, and and it's put into the the Thai language, used in the Thai language, uh, and so that it's patibadha, the sense of 
continuity of practice, continuity of training, uh, a continuity of, of how we apply our attention and, and, and effort. Uh, and there are certain things that are, are it's, it's helpful to remind ourselves of what, what the Buddha himself um, emphasized. Well, what is, what, what's really important? What is a, um, like there's a, a set of teachings that the, the Buddha gave that, uh, that the, the, the word that the Buddha himself uses, apanaka dhammas. And so these are dhammas or teachings that are incontrovertible, a teaching that is faultless, of teaching that is sure. Um, so, so ways of ways of practice that are that are faultless and sure, and you, you really have to learn how to carry it in <coughs> into these different modes of practice. And when the Buddha pointed to three three things that that, that he emphasized with what they call apanika dhammas, so that uh, um, indriya sangara, restraint of the senses. Bhojani Matanyuta, um, a uh, uh, moderation in in eating, uh, and Chakarayana uh, Yoga, a, uh, a a devotion to wakefulness, and so that these are, and these are good to look at these in both uh, as a say an external manifestation of practice but then also internal principles for for the practice so that that, uh, that indriya sangra say the restraint of the senses um, and, and of course when we hear as soon as we hear restraint then we say okay I've got to clamp down on my senses so that I don't, I don't get swept up in anything but that's uh, that's a pretty narrow way of of approaching that, and and in the classical description of of the the uh, uh, restraint of the senses, indriya samara, that the, the uh, it's the 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 knowledge and recognition of the the sense contact so that one is not getting swept up in the in the reactions to the of, of, out of uh, you know like and dislike and they, they, they uh, being pulled by <coughs> desire and aversion <coughs> through that sense contact, so it's a a uh, um, an alertness to the the existence of our contact with the world around us, uh, and an application of clear comprehension, sati sampajanya. Um, so that there is a uh, uh, there's a uh, um, 
uh, Bhante uh, Sujato has been done a lot of translation on the uh, uh, Sutta Central um, website of, uh, and is is his way of translating Satisampajanya, situational awareness, which is a really good. Uh, I think I like that. I like that. That's a real working uh, translation. And that, that is, is, is okay. Having that situational awareness so that one is attentive to the people and situations around one, but one, but is also clear internally so that one's not getting swept up in one's own pull or, uh, or, or uh, being repelled by uh, the contact with the, with the senses. And so that that paying paying attention to to the, the and carrying that through because our senses are our are our window into the world, but they're also the window into our own hearts. So that being able to to to. Uh, uh, have that uh, carrying that clarity with one, um, and that that as one does that more clearly and more uh, consistently, uh, you know, the, the 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 heart is not so stirred up when it comes to sitting down and watching the breath and do formal meditation. Um, it's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's a great foundation for, for, the, uh, for the formal aspect of, of practice and meditation. So, Indriya Sambhara. Um, <clears throat> Moderation in, in eating. And in moderation in, in eating is, is just knowing what's the proper, proper amount. And it's, that's a, uh, that sense of, of um, you know, not being swept up in, because our our senses are, <clears throat> it's really compelling. And who doesn't, like there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, there's an idiom that comes up in, the, mostly in the Vinaya, uh, but it comes up in the suttas as well, uh, a little bit where, uh, but it's, it's the, uh, 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 when somebody gets lost in in the uh, uh, with greed or, or not knowing boundaries, appropriate boundaries in relationship to <coughs> uh, to one to the requisites, but particularly to food. You know, <coughs> you know sort of like who doesn't like delicious. Delicious thing. Who doesn't like sweet things? It's, just, it's, um, it's the the compulsion is there. 
and uh, but it needs you know it needs some moderation and recognition that uh, just because something is compelling doesn't mean one has to get swept up in it but it also doesn't mean that you know you have to starve yourself or you have to be beat yourself up because you think something tastes good uh, uh, it is a But it's just this, this sense of that I mean, moderation in eating is then a kind of also a, a, a window into the um, how we relate to our requisites of, of <coughs> food, clothing, shelter, medicines for when we're sick, and sort of that sense of appropriateness of our use, as well as a, a sense of gratitude and appreciation for the fact that we, we do have uh, people who are, uh, are generous and kind enough to offer the support for our <clears throat> living the, the holy life and and it's so so with that that gratitude and appreciation as a as a basis and it sort of it's, it uh, it behooves us to be be uh, alert to say using the requisites skillfully using them so they're they're really uh, not not just for gratification or for convenience, but that we use them for their purpose, and it's just looking after the body, looking after the, 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 the physical well-being of, uh, 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 so that we can, can, can practice Dhamma um, uh, skillfully. <clears throat> so, this Bhojane Madanyuta, that, that use, uh, it's moderation in eating, but then it, it, it extends to, to the, the uh, a moderation in, in all of our requisites and, and, uh, and having that <coughs> sense of contentment. And you realize that, you know, because, you know, on the, you know, on one side, the the Buddha's path is for the overcoming of suffering, freedom from suffering. Um, but that its corollary is is for the cultivation of happiness and well-being. And <coughs> really, the uh, you know, one of the most important sources of happiness and well-being is contentment. Uh, so that where the the heart is is at ease and content with what it's experiencing, what uh, what it's doing, who it's with, how we're 
how we are living our, our life. So being able to draw close to that quality of, of, of contentment and see it as a premium, rather than chasing after stimulation, gratification, um, and as is the uh, tendency within the world. <laughs> The last quality <coughs> the Buddha points to Chakarayana Yoga is the uh, uh, devotion to wakefulness. So that is both in terms of wakefulness as a okay mindfulness, clear comprehension, uh, but also a, a, an application of of of, of effort, uh, being able to apply one's. Uh, energy, direct one's energy to, to task at hand, uh, sustain it, not get, uh, not get wound up by something in terms of over-energized, but, uh, but, <coughs> but, a, uh, but also uh, being willing to put forth energy to, to get, uh, get, Things accomplished, get things done. Get get up, you know, waking up in the morning and 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 uh, beginning the day with with uh, you know, as Lumpa Samedo used to say, and leaping up with alacrity. It's, uh, <coughs> I, I love that idea. <coughs> And so that that sense of of uh, yeah, devotion to wakefulness, because it you you we feel alive, rather than sort of drifting in a kind of a dullness of of, of distraction, <coughs> or a. Uh, um, a cloud of confusion, um, that devotion to wakefulness. Uh, and of course these are all tied together. Uh, it's that the more we're willing to uh, bring attention to that you know, continuity of mindfulness, a continuity of presence of, of, of conscious awareness, <coughs> the the, the more alert and, and awake uh, the heart is, um, and and to be able to give one's attention to that, <coughs> that's <coughs> again that's just uh, there's a just tremendous tremendous sense of well. <coughs> well-being that, that uh, arises from that, you know, this feeling of being alert, being present. And it's just the directing of attention, because we can direct attention to how, how wrong everything is, how hopeless everybody, uh, everybody else is, uh, how pathetic we are. Uh, we can direct our attention to that. Uh, it doesn't make us very well. It's, it's, you know, it's just dismal. Uh, it's not very useful. 
so it's a <coughs> that devotion to wakefulness. What, what? How do we direct our attention? Direct our energies? Direct our uh, our response to the world in a way that that, that brightens the heart? So that that and that we we have that option uh, open to us uh, all the time. So just learning how to exercise that option and and uh, give ourselves. <coughs> To that, so that as we, you know, as we begin this this uh, period of uh, back into the uh, the daily routine uh, outside of our winter retreat, uh, to you know, try to go a bit slow. I mean, we are. Jumping into a work period, but it's it's also you know how one does it. <coughs> uh, that's that's important, and in, and in, uh, pay attention to how to carry this this uh, this sense of yeah of sense restraint of of, uh, uh, of moderation of eating. Uh, these principles of, of devotion to wakefulness, <coughs> so that it informs and nourishes uh, our, our our practice, our our day to day life as as samanas, as religious seekers. So I will uh, offer that for reflection this evening, and, uh, and I think. Everybody's probably ready to pack it in after after retreat time and then a full, a full day of, of, of working up on the hill. So I'll end it there. <coughs>